0: How's it? It's Adam here from the last in of South Africa. I think he has the kiffest thing ever. And he said, do us sleazy e ever tunes a like a South African thing like how's it? Again, I'm going to which actually means in proper English, is that idiot sleazy e ever uses a South African term like how's it? I'm going to come over there and beat some sense into him. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. you are the best.
1: This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought
2: to you by
3: AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. You caught me off guard. I was browsing the internet please
1: when you started.
3: Jesus, Wackerly, you're not just ready to begin podcasting. I thought you have to like shift into podcraft mode. Like, you know how, like I know, uh, but you were,
1: you were taking too long shuffling your papers.
3: You know how uh like Sir Patrick Stewart gets into character? Yes. I mean, don't you don't you do something similar? Like similar for uh for the pod, for crafting a pod, do you sit in front of the mirror and get your pod crafting like helmet on? <laughs> I wish I had a helmet. <laughs> that would be cool. With a visor. Just like, what are those like, yeah, like what are those retard crash helmets? I'm thinking more of Big a spaceman. man podcasting. The... Yeah, that'd be great. Come pod so got... Podcraft journey. So you... You got uh, big plans here for the weekend? No. Do you? Uh, Not too big. I mean, there's some, uh, it's another big football weekend here tomorrow, so probably going to watch some football games. And then uh, Sleazy E is actually coming into town, so plan to go hit the Hollywood scene with uh, Sleazy E, which should be fun.
1: Just a couple of fun loving guys out in Hollywood. West Hollywood?
3: No, and we're, we're probably going to avoid West Hollywood. But, uh, <laughs> Why? The, well, actually, you know what? It's, it's as fun. a matter of fact, we are going to... Uh, he wants to go to this industrial club called Das Bunker. And it das is Bumder? in West Hollywood. It's in West... Das Bunker? Das Bunker. Bunker. Bumder. Bumder. Like a bunker. And I guess where it's you, like a famous industrial club. And uh, yeah. But it's, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been out with uh, Sleazy. That, that guy's like the best wingman you could ever have. He'll go up to any girl, no matter how many times he gets rejected. It doesn't even matter. He'll just still go up to her. And and the drunker he gets, the more forward he becomes. It's it's great. He really is the ultimate wingman.
1: Plus, he's kind of like Samwise Gamgee. Right, to your Frodo.
3: (laughs) To my Frodo.
1: (laughs) Mr. Simon, (laughs) Mr. Simon, would you like to pick up that bird over there, Simon? Mr. Simon. (laughs) (laughs) I have some lembas bread.
3: I just follow. Lure, I, I Lure. take the. I follow. I take the girls in his oh. wake, like the ones that he just kind of leaves behind. I'm just like, I'm maybe there. Maybe to... you're. Maybe you're Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, I think I'm the Samwise, and I think uh, he's more like Gandalf. He commands the bitches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gandalf the gray or the white.
3: So yeah, does I'm lembus looking, bread I'm work for that. like
1: those starving Hollywood bitches? You know, the like ones that weigh eighty five pounds, if that. He's like, I have some lembus bread.
3: Yeah, I don't think that would blow probably work. I bet you there are some chicks, though, in this town that would be impressed by the reference. Right. The ones you, that might, you might get a handjob like, hand out of that.
1: Do you know how many calories are in that Lembus bread? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not eating that. I'll take the leaf that it's wrapped in.
3: Do you think uh, they were passing out Lembus bread at the New Hampshire primary? <laughs> Republican primary? You think you think that's what they eat in between? You know, while they're waiting for the New Hampshireites to, uh, to to cast their vote.
1: Well, two things: you do have to keep up your strength when
3: you're on the campaign trail, and New England is kind of you know shyerish. But when they have these primaries, though, these do they, do they actually go? Are they still like you know on TV, just like vote, get, cast your vote for me? I'm Rick Santorum. guess you vote for me i'm rick perry or do they just kind of sit there just wait and see
1: no i think they're on tv i think they're they're out out and
3: about shaking hands okay so they're just they're out and about shaking hands because the primary
1: system i really know nothing about but i'm gonna go off about it anyways
3: (laughs) we we do uh, that here because we're podcasters
1: (laughs) like you really can like go talk to almost every voter like, face-to-face. Because it's just, like, the small town. Like, wasn't the... Isn't the name of the town where the first primary is held? It's something like Cockditch or something like that? <laughs> That's a funny name.
3: But anyway, you know, okay, so these Republican primaries are going on right now. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, Mitt Romney is coming out as the front runner, And just the yes. rhetoric is just heating up. I mean, no. seriously, it's from all sides that guy's getting attacked. And then everyone's, like, attacking New Kegert. Just anyone who's ahead just starts getting attacked... And then it gets to the point where when they finally actually choose the Republican candidate, then all that rhetoric is directed straight to Obama. It's just just basically just hate spewing. It's just like everybody just cursing out each other.
1: You're not a fan of negative campaigning. Is that what you're saying?
3: Well, all I'm saying is the U.S. could learn something from the way campaigning is handled over there in North Korea. (laughs)
1: <laughs> where they respect their leaders
3: they respect their leader i think i think that's what obama needs to start doing now if he wants to get reelected, he needs to command respect i mean put it this way kim jong-il commanded so much respect even posthumously he commanded respect there are people right now i don't know if you read this they, they went they actually had criticism sessions where they're they're like sentencing people to six months hard labor for not crying sincerely enough, at the man's funeral. That is some fucking hand. Obama doesn't have that.
1: Well, first of all, so you're saying he needs this. St- the reason they don't have all this negative campaigning is because they don't have elections, right?
3: But I'm just saying, okay, okay. I understand, alright, it's not really a democracy over there. They don't actually have primaries. But this is, this is what Obama <laughs> needs to do. He needs to I don't think establish
1: he himself as the dear leader.
3: I think he just needs to come out and scare the people and and you know, command the respect that he's not getting right now. Well, All he's of, halfway he,
1: there because most, most, most people in the United States are white, and most peop, white people are scared of black people.
3: They just are scared. Out of the yeah. Box. No, th- that is definitely true. But he could use that. I mean, he's already yeah, he's already at an advantage. All he needs yeah. to do is step up his game. And I'm just saying, we could learn a thing or two from the North Koreans. So the North Korean authorities. Um, recently completed criticism sessions, which began after the morning period for Kim Jong Il, and to punish those who transgressed during the highly orchestrated morning events. Did you watch any of these these morning videos? Not at length, but I did
1: have issue with it because you know everybody on Facebook, this whole Web 2.0 thing where everybody gets on the internet and can post their own thoughts. I think is kind of bullshit, which is ironic to say because I do a podcast. Here's Wackily uh,
3: suppressing free speech. (laughs) I'm just saying. While doing a podcast. Everybody
1: everybody thinks they're so clever. Like, (laughs) look at these fucking moronic North Koreans. They're all crying in the street. What a bunch of assholes.
3: Yeah, but okay, I, you know, I mean, I just felt I just when I first saw that, I was like, "Wow, this is probably one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen." It and is I just, disturbing. I couldn't shake the feeling that there must have been off camera, like thirty six North Korean soldiers with machine guns pointing at these people and saying, "Cry now," you know, like yeah. crying well, Korean.
1: The even more disturbing thing is there aren't a bunch of soldiers with with machine guns. They just are like, you know, they they're trained. They're, they're not they're not even trained. I mean, they're not brainwashed. I think maybe some of them are, but I think they logically understand that if I don't cry hard enough, bad things are going to happen to me later and my family.
3: And you know, and, and very bad things did happen. Like if you right. weren't crying like w- with enough like sincerity, the authorities handed down a 6-month uh, labor training camp sentence to anybody who oh. did participate in the gatherings. Or who didn't or who did participate, but didn't cry and didn't seem genuine, well, that sounds like
1: job training. We could all use some job training, right? <laughs> so what you like go and like learn how to use PowerPoint and maybe uh, how the copy machine works. Is that what that is? I mean
3: I, I guess this is, this is like reverence training. This is how properly to respect and revere your leader. Obama should be taking notes. I mean, I think these people are being sent
1: to like
3: full-on concentration camp. Yeah, I mean they're they're forced labor camps. I don't know what they're building, what they're laboring to do in there. Maybe building a statue of Kim Jong Il. Probably just you know working at not eating.
1: <laughs> what do you? Think? That's like building the absence of something. Building like a lot of not, no food in their mouth.
3: Yeah, no, I don't think there's any food in North Korea anyway. But the so the the source here of this article added that people who are accused of circulating rumors, criticizing the country's. Third-generation dynastic system are also being sent to re-education camps, or being banished with their families to a remote rural area. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if Obama started doing that, I mean, they, I mean, it's like well, you, who would dare criticize him? It's like a, you'd be banished to Montana or something. My brother lives in Montana by choice. <laughs> Wyoming is a remote <laughs> rural area. Where are there? I mean, isn't North Korea a tiny country? Like, are there, like, I guess, I mean, what... I believe probably, it's pretty small. So there's, like, Pyongyang, and then there's just what? Just nothing?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's very mountainous, I believe. So there's sort of remote, barren mountain areas that, you know, you'd never want to live.
3: I just picture there's, like, that one city, and it's just all labor camps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like... That's probably pretty close. I don't know of any... I know, yeah, there's Pyongyang, and what else is there? And even Pyongyang, the pictures I've seen... Don't make it look that thrilling.
3: No, it doesn't look very inviting. So these but
1: Kim Kim Jong Un's place—that's where all the bitches be at, right? That so place is party off has. the chain.
3: Yeah. Um, critic. These criticism sessions that they had were being held at all levels of industry, in enterprises, and by the local people's units, which I don't even know what that means. Starting on the last day of the morning period, so there was like a mandatory morning period that lasted like two weeks. Huh. And then there, at these criticism sessions, is where they decided if you were mourning hard enough. Like,
1: whose job was minute, that? I, I, got, I, got I lost track of this story. Are we talking about North Korea, or is this Apple? <laughs> I, I, heard some, I heard that the Apple campus in Cupertino, this happened also.
3: You know, I bet you it probably did. Yeah, <laughs> do, you think there were, do you think there was, like, re-education? I mean, Apple, I'm sure, has its re-education department. Oh, they must. Yeah, he's like, Steve Jobs is pretty much, he's basically held at the same level of esteem as Kim Jong-il. They
1: had the it's same about. power. Yeah, same power. Both
3: are godlike. So not only did they have these criticism sessions, the authorities also turned up the heat on efforts to idolize Kim Jong-un, who's the successor to Kim Jong-il, immediately after the mourning period ended. And this is still going on. So this is, everybody, does everybody have to get educated about how
1: great Kim Jong-un is, this is regardless pretty, of whether you were crying or not, or, or, you know, we're showing the proper amount of, of sadness?
3: It said, every, okay, this is what they say. Every day from 7 a.m. until 7 p.m., they have vehicles for broadcast propaganda parked on busy roads full of people going to and from to work, proclaiming Kim Jong-un's greatness. Then, not only that, after you, you leave work... People in factories, schools, regional and ward party members, members of the Youth League and the Union of Democratic Women, pretty much all men, people across society, are being made to study the greatness of Kim Jong-un in the morning and the afternoon, with sessions packed so tightly together without a break that people are just exhausted.
1: I don't think they understand what democratic means. (laughs) We need to get one of those trucks for for the podcast.
3: We should get a, a, a propaganda truck.
1: I would just drive that shit around all day, park it in front of schools and I sorority you know, I houses. I wouldn't mind, though,
3: too. It's like, you know, maybe while kids are learning, they take a break and they're forced to listen to Sick and Wrong for like maybe three hours in the morning and then realize <laughs> D. Simon's greatness and Lance yeah. Wackerley's mediocrity. I mean, I think it well, would be. <laughs> no, but I mean, they could. I'm the
1: one with the lembus bread, so <laughs> it's
3: got to stay on my good side. But, but they could they could realize the greatness of Sick and Wrong. That's the way you deliver propaganda. God, they're they're really. I'm really impressed with this North Korean lifestyle here. (laughs) Well, because you're imagining yourself as the leader, that's why you think it looks great. I guess if I was one of the people, I I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. But I'm just saying, like they really get it. They get a job done. It's all go team with them, rather than here, it's bickering. Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum doesn't like gay people and. New Gingrich is a big fat crybaby. It's like you know we're just bitching about each other, nonstop endless oh, bitch session.
1: They try. They just this week they tried to open a tattoo parlor down the street from me, like on the kind of business district. Oh my God! You should have heard the fucking fracas it caused.
3: Every, that, Everybody
1: that... arguing. The guy finally gave up. He was like, you know what? Fuck
3: you guys in this town you live in. That would not happen in North Korea.
1: No. If Kim Jong Un wants a tattoo parlor, it's going like. Not,
3: even, not next to your house, it's going where your house was, you know, before today. And every tattoo is of his face, and you right. have to get one on your shoulder, or your exactly. back.
1: <laughs> or in the tramp stamp area, is also appropriate.
3: But th- this whole, like, indoctrination to Kim Jong-un's greatness, the current leader's greatness, is something that they do with every leader. They did the same thing with Kim Jong-il. Like, did they have a creation myth for the man? Like, he created his own creation myth. Even though he's born in some like mountain village in Siberia, he (laughs) was he's born like Siberia. He created this myth. I I don't even know what it is offhand. It's like either rainbows, a bird, like
1: oh no, I got it here. Okay, okay. It was foretold by a swallow, which is a type of bird. I guess they have a lot, a lot of them in North Korea. A double rainbow appeared. Double rainbows, double rainbow, yeah, right now, and also a new star appeared that very same day.
3: Yeah, that's what they said. That they're they're currently building towers to his immortality, and the name for Kim Jong Il's birthday is the day of the shining star. Oh, how cute! But I, they don't have
1: one yet for Kim Jong Un. I was lo- looking for it on the internet, and they don't have it. Yeah, they all, do- I, all I could find is he's he's a fan of like. Uh, uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: all so say maybe about this him? will be
1: like on the day Kim Jong Un was born, Michael Jordan scored three hundred points in one game. But, in honor,
3: I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sit here and espouse the merits of North Korea. All show. This isn't the North Korean propaganda podcast.
1: But... I also don't want to. I also want to, don't want to disparage it too much either, because our um, our esteemed forum moderator administrator guy is kind of a hardcore communist. So. We don't oh, yeah, want them to shut down I,
3: I the site. I don't want them to shut down the forum. That, that no. wouldn't be very democratic. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying that American the American political system could learn a thing or two from the way politics are handled over there in North Korea.
1: Yeah. I'm I mean, kind of a fan of food though. Yeah, that's so it. Are, are they far still
3: like having a famine?
1: Yeah. You know, do you know this I found interesting. I was just trying to like enrich my my mind about north korea because i knew we were going to do this do you know how much shit food and and other type of aid we the u.s north koreans think we're the enemy we call them the axis of evil do you know how much fucking money or or, or value i all right, let me state this restate this you know value of dollars in in good uh, in goods and other types of services aid we send to north korea wow that took a long time to get out
3: all right, so so you're saying what is the the dollar value in the amount of aid that we shipped to North Korea? We're supposedly mortal enemies. I would say think, I don't about, know. It, like, think about it like think about this: how, mu-
1: how, how much how much do you think that Darth Vader was sending to Princess Leia and the Rebel Alliance? None, nothing. Right? They were yeah. stealing shit from them. If anything, we set, uh between the the latest records I found. I have no reason to think it's much different than uh, now between 1995 and 2005. We gave North Korea $1.1 billion worth of most of its food, but I think other stuff is like
3: clothing and maybe oil and stuff like that. I don't understand why there's such a food shortage. What about all those rabbits that Kim Jong-il was making? (laughs) The giant rabbits, you mean? That everyone had to eat giant rabbit for like years. (laughs) Don't they still eat giant rabbit over there? Well,
1: that was his idea. I don't, oh. think, I don't think it panned out. I don't think the giant rabbits from Germany thrived in the North Korean environment. Do you
3: think in the rural, remote areas of North Korea, there are just these massive, carnivorous, giant rabbits running around? That's you a, mean it's, it's,
1: it's, it's turned from a good food plan into like a
3: curse? Yeah, like it just became feral. And like That's another thing you have to worry about when you're, when you're banished to North Korean gulag.
1: I would, uh, I would incorporate, if I was Kim Jong-un, I would incorporate that into my myth also. When I, when I came to power, I personally went through the forest and countryside slew. and slew all the giant, rabid rabbits. Carnivorous
3: giant rabbits. So, yeah. okay, this is interesting. Why would the U.S. tolerate such backsass then from that pygmy dictator, Kim Jong-il, if they're giving him millions of dollars of food?
1: I think we've come full circle, because if we were a dictatorship, we'd be like, fuck you guys. We're not giving you shit. Why? Because D. Simon says so, and he's a supreme leader, or Obama. But because we're a country where we all argue about everything, and there's some people who feel that we should be nice to the poor people of the North Korean Republic, even though their leaders are assholes.
3: Once again... This shows how North Korea knows how to handle, you know, inter- diplomatic relations. It's like, yeah, give us your money, give us your food, and I'm going to turn around and fart in your face. You know, it's <laughs> like, like... By I'm,
1: fart in your face, I mean drop a nuclear bomb kind of close to home. Or
3: threaten to do it, you know? I mean, right. it, 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 Kim Jong-il's dropping bombs, put that way, or was dropping bombs. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. I don't know. Well, I just, I'm just saying, it's a, it's, I think the U.S. has a thing or two to learn. Maybe the world has a thing or two to learn from how they handle, they take care of business in North Korea. So, Wanker, this is uh, episode 312 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, quick recap from the stories from last week. Uh, we, we started our new no rating system. There's no rating anymore from the hosts because we don't want to influence you. We want you to vote and you to decide who actually had the most sick and wrong story. And uh, people did. So, overwhelming it's response there. We did two stories. The first one is a drowning baby that that was was drowned over Skype. And the second one is about a man who gouges uncle's eyes out in a fight over the remote control. The drowning baby over Skype ended up winning by a landslide. Congratulations there, listener number one. You won a Siguron Care Package. (laughs) So people, you know the way Siguron works. Uh, Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items a week here on the show. Audience votes. We're going to get Siguron Care Package and so on and so forth. Uh, you can send your stories, your sick and wrong stories, to send, submit them via Facebook, submit them through Twitter, or send them directly to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. You I did have to get point some...
1: out, I haven't pointed it out in a while, but I always like to keep pointing it out. You can post them to my Facebook or Twitter, and maybe I'll be sort of not lazy that day, and I'll forward it to D. But uh, the most... Certain way of getting your story considered is to email it to the hotmail address.
3: Yeah, the hotmails usually—that's the first place I look for stories. But people even send them through the forum. I'll usually check the forum too.
1: Forums are right. Just if you're sending them to my Facebook page, there's like a fifty-fifty chance that it's even going to be looked at.
3: You never know if Wackley's going to actually send that story to me.
1: <laughs> I do. I mean, I I like Facebook and interacting with the fans, but I just like you know bantering. Industry. I don't like, like it when people send me an article. I like want to talk to you about you know your
3: life. Well, we did get a number of good articles here for uh, episode 312. Before we get to that, um, a word from our sponsor, Audible.com.
4: Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audio book today.
2: Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink.
3: So, uh, the first listener submission here was sent in from Mark. Mark writes, "This is amazing stuff. I bet Lance Lance would have three holes he could fuck on this girl. She is fucking hot as well." This is from Mark, a social worker in Northeast England. Most girls
1: have three holes that I would fuck.
3: Yeah, this. In um, fact, this...
1: everyone that I've ever been with.
3: Yeah, but, I now mean, have I even... been allowed to fuck them? No, but there are three available holes that you could <laughs> theoretically. There are three
1: fuck. holes that I would fuck. Given the chance,
3: yeah. If she was like, you can choose any of these holes or all of these holes, you probably would. Yeah, I'd choose all. So in theory, <laughs> this girl here, the subject of the story, actually has four holes. I'm
1: getting the sense that that's what he meant.
3: Yeah. Um, the woman says, "I lost my virginity twice." Uh, woman was woman's 27 years old. 27 year old woman here revealed that she has two vaginas. Look at that—a two Holy. for one. And she is actually, he was right, she is actually kind of hot. If you look at the picture of her, we'll have to post it on the uh, the sickwrongpodcast.com website. I will look at the picture. The girl actually, yeah, she, is like, she is, she's hot, and she has two vaginas. That's such a win-win situation for us guys.
1: <laughs> I'm a little jealous <laughs> are you, of her are you versed? Are you versed at all in shotgun technology? I know you've shot
3: shotguns, right? I've shot a couple shotguns in my time.
1: Do you know the difference between an over-under and a side-by-side?
3: <laughs> no. What, what are you talking about here? Like the way you hold the shotgun?
1: No. So, like, you know the Yosemite Sam double-barreled shotgun where the the two barrels are right next to each other, side-by-side? Okay. But then there's the other double-barreled shotgun where one barrel's over the other barrel.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've shot both types of uh, of rifles shotguns
1: and then there then there's the one that just has one barrel which is probably the most common but so uh, i can you guess my question
3: <laughs> so, so you're saying her vagina <laughs> i'm a- I'm not saying anything i'm asking like it, it, i mean what are you what are you asking me it's like what are I... the
1: two vaginas side by, <laughs> side, by side or, side or is, up and down or is like up and down
3: they can't have up and down how would it be up and down you know one is like where the normal vagina
1: is and then one is where like the I don't know, pee like hole. In, between, is? The vagina, <laughs> in you know, between the vagina and the asshole. I, I, was in it between the first week, vagina and the
3: asshole. Was it last week that we had Iowa Girl call up and just disparage oh, nice. us both? You know, <laughs> she rebuked us both for not knowing the female anatomy. What do you think she's doing right now? I bet you she's spitting out her tab shaking in anger, her head. Just just <laughs> in shame. She's like for yeah. shame. You but I don't hosts. feel
1: bad about not knowing about double vaginas. I mean, I've never even heard of double vagina, much less seen one. I feel you're... bad about not knowing about single vagina because I have seen a couple, <laughs> well, yeah, few,
3: but <laughs> I've never seen a Mom double and your vagina. Sister. I don't know. Um, so you know, but you know, you're right. This is rare. It's a million to one condition. It's called uterus didelphus. So the woman has two wombs and two cervixes, and they are actually side by side. So it is like two barrels side by side. I would have thought it was the other way. But one is smaller. Why. One's slightly smaller than the other. Well, oh, that's the one I'm using. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, but, I mean, think I'm about it. you have big pussy? But one I'm of them a small I mean, tight if, pussy? You could be like, if this one's getting all stretched out and kind of worn in, you know, it's just like switch to the other one for a little while. Let's go back and forth. Worn in isn't always bad.
1: Worn no, out no, is bad. You know what I'm saying. It's <laughs> worn in like, is
3: good. It's losing its elasticity.
1: Right. That's worn out. Worn, worn out. Worn okay. in is worn in is like that baseball glove that you've had since you were 15 and just fits your
3: hand so well. But and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just you, you perfectly supplely soft. But you want a little bit of strange every now and then, so you just go to the other hole. Yeah. You know, man, I think she, it's... she's uh, really
1: good at pleasing a man. Keep her. Yeah, yeah I could see
3: how, that, how so. this uh, he she would definitely keep her man from string. So um. She this, is wants- why, this is
1: why girls with one vagina need to think about giving up the butthole more often.
3: Exactly. Two holes are better than one.
1: Well, and the guy, he wants some strange, and that is strange. It's just
3: still with you. And it also can be a little dirty. But yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely strange. Literally and not literally. <laughs> so, Hazel Jones here, the 27-year-old blonde, from, uh, she's from Australia, has actually lost her virginity twice due to this rare condition. That's Double hymen buster, man. what virginity
1: means. Yeah, isn't that I guess great? I does,
3: sort of. I mean, do you think it was two different guys? Of course. All right, what if it was the same guy?
1: Do you think they knew, or do you think they were um, just drunken Australian idiots?
3: Well, she she was saying... I mean, you got it in something down there, mate. Shayla. Just wasted <laughs> on like, Fosters, had no idea that he was actually... Had no idea where there were actually two vaginas. Didn't even know that he was fucking a woman. He thought he was fucking the sheepdog. <laughs> it happens a lot in Australia. I thought Somebody this was a it sheepdog. Uh, It's not a wallaby, it's a woman. And she's got two vaginas. I wonder what they call vaginas over there. I thought the other one was the pouch. <laughs> so you know what actually Hazel had no idea that there was something different about her until her long term boyfriend told her that she was quote unquote different in the genital area. Hmm. Have you have you ever had that? You know, that's not the weird thing about vaginas as They're all compared different. to dicks. There's so much more variation. I mean, dicks can be small, thin, or long, or whatever, or wide. But it's like vaginas can be... In your, in your be,
1: experience.
3: Yeah, but I mean, there's just so much variation with vaginas. Like, have you ever actually been with a girl that has, like, a weird vagina? Like, I'm talking about weird on the inside, not just, like, you know, beef curtain explosion.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, they're all weird. I mean, I still love them all. Well, no, I've never I, had one that. Was, I've never had one that was a, like only like a half an inch deep or anything. I remember I was, like, I was with a right girl. Here.
3: I was with a girl. This is in uh, college. That she said she was like, you know, this might be painful. Like she cautioned me, like admonished me before he had sex. She was like, because I have a shallow vagina. Oh, you and, have done that. And I was like, a shallow vagina. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What does that mean? And she's like, it's her vaginal wall or whatever was too was like there's just not as much of a vagina like space like in you're it.
1: hitting the cervix before you even get in like a couple yeah inches. and so sex is really weird. painful
3: for her and I, I remember like actually being like oh, her vagina like almost went up it's the strangest vagina i think i'd ever seen I was like, this vagina how about vagina the, t- makes how about the sense.
1: tipped the tipped uterus this this will get iowa girl going that i know about a tipped uterus i,
3: I don't even know what is a tipped
1: uterus is it like a, it's like it's at a weird angle I think it angles more forward than is normal,
3: but that won't affect actual sex.
1: Well, it I think then it's better for the girl. It's more comfortable from behind. Most girls, I think, like it from behind. But I think with the tipped uterus from in the missionary position, it it's, can actually it can be, be painful.
3: painful. Well, I, I'm sure this is probably the uh, situation this girl was having. But
1: I, I'm wait, can we go back? I'm more interested in hearing about all these cocks you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> but let me rephrase that. I'm more interested in hearing you explain about
3: all these cocks you've seen. Well, there's some black cocks, there's spotted cocks, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Michael Jackson's candy cane dick.
3: Okay, but anyway, she goes and sees a doctor, and the doctor told her that yeah, she has a very rare condition called uh, uterus didelphus. And so H- she's how saying, old.
1: Was she when this revelation happened?
3: Seventeen. Her mother never
1: decided to point out to her that
3: she had two vaginas. You know, she said she, she never really thought she she thought she had like ovarian cysts she, or horrendous cramps. Like she, she suffered from cramps and urine infections, but she never knew that it was actually, you know, uh, she had this double uterus. So, okay. So I'm like
1: when you when you watch. Uh, what was that movie with the three tit chick? Total Recall. Total Recall. And you see the chick with three tits. You're like, oh my god, she's got three tits. I think what's going on here is she has two vaginas and uteri, but it's not super obvious by just looking at her at her labia. I think you'd have to stick some
3: mindset. fingers in there and be like, there's some weird double hole action going on here it's not, not like she normal. has
1: two slits that are like are clear like two inches apart and you're like holy shit there's she, two she, she doesn't, doesn't
3: have like four you know two sets of labia like two vaginas right. yeah it's not like that
1: that's what I was thinking it's
3: internal <laughs> okay got it you it. know I Iowa girl am just, I a moron I Iowa girl I just took that like that can of that glass of tab and just threw it against the wall and just smashed <laughs>
1: She spiraled it up into the air from Iowa, and any second now, it's going to hit me in the head.
3: She just shut off her computer. She's so upset. Like Walked I said, I don't know machine. about
1: double vagina.
3: I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the, the, the girl says she was you know, she's very comfortable with having the condition now, um, despite the fact that she had well, to lose her virginity twice. And she says once she found this out, she told everybody. She said, I thought it was amazing, and it's definitely an icebreaker at parties. Oh yeah. How would you react if an attractive woman was like, "So, um, I have two vaginas."
1: Um, in mixed company, or just me and her off in a corner?
3: No, if you if you were just okay, you're at a you're at a mixer. You're sitting around. Yeah. You're drinking a cocktail. You walk up. and You're right. like, "Oh hey, how's it going? Where are you from? Oh, you got an interesting accent." She's like, "I have two vaginas."
1: I'd be like, "Really? I I have never seen that, and I would like to see it.
3: I would be, I would. I don't that want to would be, be forward, the first thing. but." I would be like, yeah. show me. Well, you know what? You'd be out of luck because she says here, if women want to have a look, I'm quite happy to show them. It's not something I'm embarrassed by. So I think what you'd have to do is bosom buddy-esque type of, you'd have to like slip into a bosom buddy type of <laughs> costume and then come oh. back. You, you would have to. I mean, if you want to see this. And I would be willing to do that because I've never seen two vaginas. Well, I don't really want to see it. I you wouldn't put it. on a wig and just maybe slip into like go upstairs into the girls, you know, whoever's house it is, and just put on like the mom's dress or something, and then come down. If that was my only option, yes, I want to see it. But what I really want to do is fuck it. You well, said she's of course hot, I right? want to fuck it. I mean, the, the, you and could...
1: she's say, and she's saying I show it to women, but not men. But she's also saying
3: she's had sex, so she some men have seen yeah, it. Yeah, but she, and fuck she's it. married. Or she has a long-term boyfriend. She has a partner. So I, d- I doubt oh, she's going to be God. like, yeah, you want to have sex with my... T-? You, the only chance you have is dressing up in, as a woman and trying to fool her.
1: Can I just pre- pretend to be a short-haired lesbian? <laughs> just- <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm female
3: you have a beard
1: yes you have two <laughs> vaginas so shut the fuck up
3: you know if i close my eyes i totally thought i was talking to a chick just now totally
1: <laughs> you know what, that was my terry gross voice because she has <laughs> short hair and
3: i always thought she was a lesbian
1: but terry gross is married how really? can you be that dykey and be married
3: yeah she's gross man
1: terry gross talk with <laughs> sick and wrong
3: so <laughs> hazel uh, here said previously she had found sex very comfortable but now uh, she didn't suffer any adverse effects from it. She actually turned down surgery. They, they could have fixed this, this uh, you know, this uh, abnormality, but it would have left significant scar tissue. Um, she said can one I, thing. Can I ask
1: one more question? That's going to totally blow Iowa girl into the stratosphere. What? 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 What's that? Does she do both vaginas period at the same time?
3: You know uh, you know actually, as a matter of fact, uh, she says she used to suffer from uh, horrendous cramps, and her periods could be very heavy, but she says she no- now knows that my periods were worse because I have two wounds, so yeah, she's hemorrhaging from two wounds at the same time though because I, I don't, don't think I, I, I don't, can don't know if it's simultaneous, girl- but she's definitely uh she can get pregnant on either side. I wonder if it's
1: because I can deal with a girlfriend who's a fucking mega bitch for one week out of a month out of every month, but I don't think I can deal with a girlfriend who's a mega bitch for two weeks out of every month. Double period. Horrible. God, that's,
3: yeah, that would just be that would be tough.
1: Which so, uh, this is my question I thought up before, that I should, that, which I didn't ma- mention. Can she do triple penetration, <laughs> or can she find three guys who are flexible enough? do triple penetration
3: wow I don't know the balls
1: will definitely be touching
3: I think she would need to find a guy that has two dicks
1: that could work
3: which makes me think there's a double standard when it comes to this because I think if you met a girl at a bar that was like I have two vaginas you'd be like oh my god I totally want to fuck those two vaginas whereas if I was you know hitting on a girl and I was like so I actually have two fully functional penises so I could fuck you in both holes at once. I think. Are they
2: side by side or are they over <laughs> under?
3: I think most girls, though, typical reaction is like, "Ew, that's disgusting." Whereas there are some. Actually, that probably... one
1: sprouts from my left butt cheek; <laughs> the yeah. other one's in the front. Oh, the I'm just saying penis.
3: it's a fucking double standard. You know, yeah. girls don't like guys with two willies, but we love girls with two fannies.
1: Because guys like everything. We're disgusting. Yeah, we. Certainly the weirder, don't. the freakier,
3: the better. So, yes. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to me to think, is this story actually sick and wrong? Or is this story a gift from the dear leader? It's sick. <laughs> it's, <laughs> not ro- it's not wrong.
1: I mean, like any medical abnormality, it's a, it gives you a little bit of the heebie-jeeb.
3: Yeah, it would be. I would find it weird. Like, I found that girl's shallow vagina very just unnerving.
1: I would prefer two vaginas than a shallow vagina.
3: Yeah, I I would totally. I mean, I actually I wouldn't even have a problem with three vaginas. Four. That's pushing it, but uh, five. Five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how about sixteen vaginas? (laughs) What do you have here for the second story for uh, episode three (laughs) twelve?
1: I also have a genitalia related story. It's the theme of the week.
3: Genitalia missing. This
1: This comes in from a listener who says Here are a couple articles about a dude getting a penis tattoo that gives him the side effect of having a permanent half chub. I wonder if that is sick and wrong or just sick and awesome. (laughs) The editorializing in the first article is pretty horrid. Cheers, Brett, who's a nursing student from Indiana. Hmm. Men can be nurses now. Did you know that?
3: Yeah, but don't they have to have like names like Francis or Lance?
1: Brett. I this guy's named Brett. Names Brett. Uh, I don't know if you deleted the second article, article before you sent this to me, but I only see one article. And he and also Brett did that thing where he just gave away the whole thing. <laughs> oh, great! But the article is great, so let me get into it. A twenty-one-year-old Iranian, Iranian, Iranian man, Iranian. Um, he got a tattoo on his cock. I don't know how you feel about that.
3: It's interesting because I thought, you know, I thought it was like against, uh, you know, Islamic law to do, to, to get a tattoo.
1: I don't know. I, Iran is a mystery to me. I, I don't know if all the shit we hear about it being, you know, a theocracy is true or what. I mean, I I don't think it's a great place, but I think they have a pretty high standard of living. And I think they do have quite a bit of sort of, personal autonomy I mean as long as you don't piss off the uh Ayatollahs directly I don't think they really fuck with you too hard
3: so you I mean could you get a tattoo of Ahmadinejad a jacket with like you know with George Bush teabagging his forehead that would probably piss off the Ayatollahs that's what I'm talking
1: about <laughs> this guy only he got a he got a phrase it says "boro be sal- salamat salamat which means good luck with your journeys I guess on one side of the cock. And then on the other side, he got the letter M, which is his girlfriend's initial.
3: All right, I'm confused by this. Is he telling his cock, like, good luck with your journeys that you're going to, that both of us are going to share together? his <laughs> journeys that we're going to I don't have. know.
1: <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> or, or is, is it a message it to, his to his girlfriend? the girlfriend, girls who are blowing him? Which apparently it's one girl because he got his girlfriend's initial tattooed. And he used the, the letter M so they don't, I think a lot of people have this confusion. They don't speak Arabic in Iran. They speak Farsi and some other like Iranian dialects, right? Yeah, it's like do they, kind of. Do moon. they use the alpha? What's our alphabet called? It, it's some
3: kind of moon man language that only people in that area can understand.
1: But they use our. They must use our alphabet, which is called what? I know our numbers are the called Roman Arabic. alphabet. What's our? That's we use the Roman alphabet.
3: Yeah. Do we? I don't know. Yeah, we've I mean, always done that. But I don't okay. think they do that. They have like—haven't uh, you seen their letters? It looks like Michael think, J. Fox was writing like a note to you.
1: Yeah, but I think you're confusing like Saudi Arabia with Iran. And yeah, not much of a difference. <laughs> but I don't think Iranians aren't Arabic. They're Caucasian. Well, they're Persian. But Persians are Caucasian. Persians are what Iranian people who don't live in Iran and are embarrassed to say they're from Iran call themselves. Persia yeah, is maybe. Iran. It's called Iran now. You're Iranian. You moved they away because it have sucks. still an
3: Arabic accent. <laughs> maybe so, but they don't, don't speak know. Arabic. But what, what Moving I, on. What I, so did his, was his tattoo in Farsi or was it in Arabic?
1: The article says the he has the, the letter M tattooed on his penis. Oh, so it was the actual initial. Roman
3: alphabet M.
1: I believe so. Hmm. I mean, it's they wouldn't translate a letter, right? So, I, yeah, I'm thinking They would say that the Farsi character, blah, 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 that is also his girlfriend's initial.
3: I'm thinking this guy is getting the tattoo on his penis, you know, as, as basically to say to the girls, like, after they've finished blowing him, you know, good luck on your journey. It's kind of like a girl saying, you know, having thank you come again, like, over her vagina. Or butthole. Or butthole. Either one. Or second that would be vagina. That would be a nice tramp stamp. Thank you. <laughs> come again.
1: I think this guy's kind of a.
3: Uh, I, I'm kind of like in awe
1: in awe of his skills. And you want to know why? Why? Because he gets the letter M tattooed on his cock. And if you get your girlfriend's name tattooed on your cock, you're gonna get some sexual rewards, right?
3: I think she. will he just said
1: impressed. he just said he just got a letter and said, "Oh, it's your initial." And if they break up, or if he has other girlfriends on the side. I mean, M is a pretty common initial for girls to have. He's still keeping his field wide open, right?
3: Yeah, that's true. I, I, I've
1: I mean, da- I've dated like f- at least five girls whose either first name started with an M, or their middle name was a variant of Marie or Maria or Mary.
3: I think you'd do very well with the Spanish ladies.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Alright, so moving on though Moving on. With story. We, focused on the, we focused on the tattoo for too long Because now we have to focus on the aftermath Well, this went wrong You know, this penis tattoo Which I would never do this Yeah, I First don't of like to with my junk And I don't want some male ta- Most ma- tattooed artists are male, right? I don't want some guy Like, having his hands on my cock For a couple hours
3: I just don't want a needle being jammed in my cock If I can avoid it
1: well, he was diagnosed after this tattoo, uh, maybe like a week later, with non-isemic priapism, which is the inability of blood to exit the penis, which is what happens when you put a cock ring on. So he kind of has a, has yeah. a permanent cock ring condition going on.
3: So he's the, just got um, perma-chub.
1: Right. The the Kermanshah University of Medical Sciences, which is in Kermanshaw, Iran, uh, published a study about this kid. And they say most probably the handheld needle pen- penetrated the de- the penis too deep, creating an arteriovenous fistula. <laughs> you never want to hear fistula <laughs> when they're talking about your cock. <laughs> For eight days after tattooing, the penis was painful, and thus there were no erections. After that, the patient no- noticed longer than usual sleep-related erections. This progressed within a, within a week to a constantly half rigid penis day and night.
3: So, so this dude is totally getting, yeah. I mean, it's like boner al dente, soft yet <laughs> hard, like a baby's arm. But right. I mean, it, it's like he'd wake up at night, or you know, or he'd wake up in the morning, and he'd still have, you know, how you have morning wood, but it, then it would turn into afternoon Wouldn't wood, go? and then it's like I still have evening, evening wood. wood. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And
1: I don't know if you remember, but when I was reading the the, me- the intro message from the listener, he says that the guy has a permanent half chub, which is wrong because a chub is a half erection. So he's to say he has a half not, chub would, would be like a quarter erection, but he really has is a chub.
3: So this guy has a chub, but it's not like he's permanent. semi-hard. He's not com- full mass. He's just semi-hard.
1: They say half rigid, rigid penis. The blood isn't completely cut off from leaving the penis. It's like restricted. So this has happened to other people, maybe not after a tattoo, but like from surgical procedures and stuff. The problem resolves itself naturally 62% of the time, say the researchers. And when it doesn't, men have the option of selective arterial embolism, which is a procedure that blocks the offending artery. But instead, this guy, the Iranian man, chose to have a shunt implanted to drain the excess
3: blood. Wow, so he he didn't want to walk around with a semi like Chub a semi all the time, and he was no. Actually... But for some
1: reason, he didn't want to have this sort of like the typical procedure. He just had them stick a tube in there to drain the blood out. I don't know why.
3: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I I don't know why he would do that. I mean, do, did that complicate matters even further?
1: Well, the researchers say predictably, the procedure was unsuccessful. <laughs> Because of the pain. I don't know how to do an Iranian accent. I'm just going to admit it right now, and I'm going to stop. It's, I think it should yeah, be like a... It. You were butchering it. I think it's supposed to be a Squishy Mart, like 7-Eleven thing, but it's not, and I just can't do you it. You
3: know, I think right now, our, tens- like our, our relations with Iran are so tense, like we're on the brink of war. If they even hear you butchering their accent, I think I might just put them over the edge.
1: I know, like three nuclear scientists have been assassinated. Yeah. And then I do this bizarre accent. Here's and here's this
3: podcaster. It's, <laughs> it's like they're going to be so That pissed. was pretty
1: good. You should have done this <laughs> <Yeah>, This shunt <laughs> procedure was unsuccessful. And the, the researchers say, because of the painless nature, painless nature of erections, he's just like, whatever, I have a heart on it. It doesn't hurt. Um, he still has... Uh, his erectile function is preserved, so he's worried that like if he if he has a pr- another procedure to get it fixed, he won't be able to get hard at all, which is a big worry. Yeah, exactly. All I mean, men. Uh, and he's also has disappointment with the surgery that he had. The patient has declined to undergo further therapies, and he's just living with the uh, permanent chub.
3: So that that's gotta affect your daily life. Like, I mean, would you be? You can't go walk around in nut hugger jean shorts. You can't really wear sweatpants. I guess you could wear sweatpants, but it'd be awkward.: See,
1: I'd always be wearing sweatpants.: but then it would be awkward would want...
3: Boner time with Lance Wackerly.:
1: I'd be like, didn't you read the article? I have a medical condition. <laughs> i't. can uh, Do you have an erection? <laughs> yes, I do. That it's would a be it's great a medical just, thing. Sorry.
3: You could just wear your purple sweatpants to the strip club. You could be
1: a little more accepting <laughs> and take this dinar or whatever
3: the fuck and put it in your G string. <laughs> You fucking asshole! I have a medical <laughs> you know, condition. The, the strippers
1: would be the strippers would be coming over to you, like the ugly ass ones. Like, oh, you want to buy me a drink? You you seem pretty. I look, lady. I have fucking erection full time. You're disgusting. Get away from me.
3: Okay, but what happens if you just happen upon being, you know, and it to accidentally go into a gay bar?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's an issue when i like i mean, in have Academy to stop movies. accidentally wandering swanning into gay bars with my sweatpants on <laughs> I, would, I would keep i would wear the sweatpants but i would keep like you know a leg strap in my pocket for those guys if i had to go to church or yeah, that's the
3: thing it's like there's other erection
1: inappropriate venues or
3: like when you put on your santa claus outfit at work it's like right. you don't want to have like full-on semi chub. Sticking in your, you know, it could be awkward. That's what I'm just saying, this guy. I was
1: just thinking about whether I did want it or we didn't want it. I had the Santa Claus side. You're probably right; it's inappropriate.
3: I'm just thinking this guy probably has a lot of awkward moments in his life. Yeah. Well, people, uh, you can decide which story here was more sick and wrong: two vaginas, or a permanent chub
1: with a tattoo on it.
3: With a (laughs) tattoo on it. I don't know. You know, actually, on a quick aside here, um, I remember. My tattoo artist in Chicago is a he's well he didn't do my first work but he did some of my stuff. Uh, that dude actually tattooed this guy. He had pictures of it too. He had tattooed this guy's dick as a nuclear warhead, and then above, like, uh, you know, in the pubic region, it said the seeds of destruction.
1: <laughs> I mean, do you think every tattoo artist at some point has had to tattoo a cock or a vagina? They don't actually
3: butthole? hold it. What they what they do is the person has to stand, and there's like this vice that they stick their cock in. And they kind of, like, stretch it out. <laughs> I'm even less enthused about putting my dick in a vice. And, and it holds it. And then you've got to kind of lean back so the, whole, the skin is, is stretched out while they tattoo it. That now, th- I haven't seen the procedure, but I was asking him, like, how did you tattoo? I mean, it was a really detailed nuclear warhead. I mean, it totally look like. Is this
1: is this one of your cock stories that you've seen? <laughs> one of the cocks. Some oh, cocks not are that much difference between all the cocks. <laughs> one time I saw one that looked like a nuclear missile, but uh, you know, all the other ones are pretty
3: much the same. <laughs> it's a badass tattoo, if you ask me. <laughs> People, go vote as to which is the most sick and wrong story. Sick and wrong podcast dot com. we got a few phone calls. To the sick and wrong drunk dial line two zero six 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 three eight four six is that number, and a, a couple emails. So we're gonna try to get to some emails today before we get to that here's a word from uh, adamandeve.com it's butt plug month on adamandeve.com show that you still care by
1: bringing something new into the bedroom and by something new i mean a butt plug because if you order right now and use coupon code diddle you get 50 percent off your first item a gift so sensual i can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukaki, and on top of all of that free shipping Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E.
3: So Wackerly, I think you're going to be more helpful with this uh, first call than I would be, because uh, they're actually asking a question about one of your favorite television programs.
4: Hey guys, how's it going? Um, So I'm here uh, driving from Wendy's back to work. And uh, I have a question on my mind I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you this for a while. I've been asking a lot of people that, and no one seems to know the answer. So my girlfriend and I have been kind of bored recently. So we've been watching a lot of cops. You know, the
3: shit. This kind of cracks me up. Because when he said, I thought this was totally going to be a sex question or sex-related question. He's like, my, brof- my girlfriend and I are kind of bored recently, so we started watching tranny porn. or Right. You know, we started doing something. And then he's like, immediately, we started watching cops.
1: <laughs> See, if you just if you just watch Cops all the time, like I do, then you never get bored.
3: Yeah, I mean, were you bored when you found Cops, or were you just like, this is the most amazing show I've ever seen? I mean, Cops
1: has been on for so long... Do people in other countries get cops? They must. It must be uh, like rebroadcast on a, in a foreign channel. It's just a reality show. It's the first reality show. Everybody talks about whoa reality television. So Real weird. World was
3: before
1: yeah, but the cop no cops were around before Real World. They just follow. It's like an editorial camera crew. They don't do much editing. They just follow some cops around, and they usually pick sort of sleazy southern cities where criminals act extremely foolishly and you just watch it and laugh. There's no it, ed- it, there's
3: very little editing. It is hilarious. Although the one thing about that show that's always infuriated me and it still does to this day is I hate that bad boys bad boys that theme song. Hate that song.
1: That's what heralds the good times, though. You hear that, and then you run to the TV and be like, shit, Cops is on. Because it's one of those shows that you never really know when it's on or what channel it's on. But it's, it's always on. sort of always on. Yeah. So you just have to be flipping through, and you hear the bad boys theme. And you're like, well, I guess I you know what I'm doing for the next half. I've heard,
3: hour. I've heard Cops is actually a very popular show in the, uh, in the pokey, like in jail, in prison. Oh, sure, they like yeah. to watch Cops. Because right, well, you look.
1: might catch yourself on there. there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my <laughs> best side right there. Look at me. Oh, I yeah. look good on TV. Or you could uh-huh. be like, you know, TV ads, 15 pounds. Well, let, yeah. let's see what, what the question is.
4: Oh, yeah, it's an awesome freaking show. Real good show. But what I wonder is how do they, how come people on cops that are getting arrested agree to show their face on TV? Because almost every time someone gets arrested, they show their face on television. And I don't get it <laughs> because some, for some people it's like a first time arrest, some people have like legitimate jobs. Why would you want to be on that show? So I was thinking maybe when they go to court, the judge might tell them that if they show their face on TV, it's kind of educational and it shows people what not to do, blah, blah, blah. So maybe they get a lesser sentence or something. But I don't know. That's probably not even worth it. So, yeah, you, if you guys know, you probably don't. But if you do, let me know. Yeah, that's it. Bye.
3: I probably don't. But I'm sure Wackerly probably does. My my one thing I got to say about this, though. He's asking, why do these people show their face? Because most of them have legitimate jobs. How many people that are actually getting arrested on cops have a legitimate job? That's well, okay. First of all, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't have like, I don't have an
1: open line of communication with the people who make cops, but his idea about the judge being more lenient because you made a show much more successful by showing your face is, uh,
3: (laughs) I don't know where the fuck he got that from. I think he's just grasping at straws, trying to come up with
1: some kind of explanation. You, I think, are more along the lines of the truth. I mean, he's saying some of them have legitimate jobs. Really? (laughs) Watch many hours of cops, and maybe one or two people have sort of, like, a decent assistant manager at the Starbucks
3: job, but most of them don't have shit. Exactly. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Cops or any of the people. You know, I've never seen a guy arrested in a suit. Unless it's like a shitty suit because he was at a wedding or something. You know I've seen I mean? plenty. I've seen plenty of, of men arrested in their underwear with no shirt on. That's, no shirt more on. The yeah. cop. wife that's beaters. I've seen a lot more. of wife beaters.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, mean yeah. I think they just the the people you see on the show are way down on their luck sort of bought, you know, they don't have a lot of life to uh, preserve or dignity or respect amongst the community. And I think the cops, people say, hey, you know, we can blur your face out and change your voice, or you can sign this release and we're going to show your face and play your normal voice and we're going to pay you $500. By the way, to- you're about to go to jail and you're going to have to pay $500 to get out on bail.
3: That's what I was about to say is I bet you there's some kind of financial incentive there. I don't think, they, I don't <laughs> think there's a, it's a mitigating circumstance in no. the court of law. I think what it's happens is financial. they're like, we'll pay your bail on this you know, possession charge if you show your face. But if you don't, then you're going to have to sit in here and try to call up a family member that you're probably related to and see if they have the $250 to get you out.
1: It's still a horrible deal for these people. I mean, they're not... the Because they're on cops... If you if you're find yourself on cops, it means you've made a bunch of bad decisions. You're not a good decision maker. <laughs> but even if you, you know, uh, are on, you know, welfare and food stamps and don't have a job and have, a, like, a shitty reputation in the community and, like, you, nobody's going to give you a job, still don't take the $300. <laughs> it's yeah. not... Because in the future maybe you will pull yourself up by your bootstraps and be able to like, go apply for a job and maybe have a chance of getting it I if mean, you didn't show your face on cops.
3: You're not going to be promoted to assistant manager at Arby's if you're on cops. If they see no. your face on cops, it's not going to happen.
1: No, and Sorry. you're definitely not going to make it you know, up to the management position of Arby's. And $300 is just not that much money. And I no. can't believe it's any more than three or 500 bucks.
3: That, that would be interesting to find out. Maybe you know, maybe we have um, a you know a member of the audience here that you know knows people who produce that show. But I guarantee there is definitely a financial incentive to show your face. But so, for
1: anybody else, the, the closing argument, uh, a thought, not argument. But if you are new to Cops, which I can't even understand. Like I said, I don't even remember when I started watching Cops. I feel like I've been watching my whole life because it's been on for so long. But uh, if you're new to it, you should definitely check out Cops Too Hot for TV. <laughs> Which Those is are the, the DVDs
3: you buy the infomercials, right?
1: Which is the DVD. I'm sure you can find it online somewhere uh, with, like, you know, naked people, lots of swearing shit, shit that they couldn't put on TV. You know, like, guys punching their women in the face on camera. That kind of stuff. Wow.
3: Yeah, no, seriously. it's, it's That, that show is like driving by a traffic accident.
1: Which I love to do.
3: Yeah, you know, it's just like, you're like, oh my god, I, I gotta rubberneck this. The worst thing is when you're in a traffic
1: jam and you think there's going to be an accident and then you come up and, and it's like somebody's scooter broke down and they had to like slowly push it off the road. Like I, I want to see heads rolling and severed limbs everywhere I still if I'm in a traffic jam, right jam for longer than 15 minutes. Yeah.
3: So the second call here actually is from Scott from Iowa answering a few of these questions that we had about his shitty New Year's Eve party.
0: Hi, Lance and T. It's Scott in Iowa again. Uh, I hope you guys are well, and I just wanted to call and um, reply to some of the things that you guys had asked me the last time I called in. Um, you, I would love to be your Iowa caucus correspondent. Um, I went, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, the Mitt Romney, I, he's kind of starting to become like this Newt Gingrich. I mean, you know, they can't keep his lies straight. And uh, I think the only one of these guys that's really neato is the, uh, the Ron Paul. But other than that... Uh...
3: Thank God he didn't say Santorum. <laughs> really? Because
1: <laughs> I'm saying, motherfucker, he's a Ron Paul. I just knew it. I could hear it like him building up to it.
3: I like Ron Paul. I think Ron Paul's hilarious. He's He's for legalization of prostitution. Legalization of all drugs. It's, he's it's,
1: also a racist, old kooky like, like, like he think you know those people that think that like Hillary Clinton is really a lizard person, and that she is, has a is, mask
3: on. Does he actually believe that? Is that one of the well? Uh, you know he's platform? associated with
1: all those people like the Bilderbergers and the Illuminati and all this stuff. Yeah, like, but the, I still find his, that more
3: interesting than being a Bible thumping, pandering hypocrite like Newt Gingrich or that or right, just like this. But, Run of the mill suit, corporate suit. At least, this like, is, at least Ron Paul is saying just some ridiculous shit, and people are like, "Yeah, legalized prostitution." I mean, I, I don't even think the this guy is, understands. This is one of
1: your thi- this is one of your things where you're more in- and you do this about a lot of things where you're more interested in the entertainment value than like the actual the practicality issue. of it. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> right. Now it's very entertaining to hear some of the you know the platform of Ron Paul. All right, but, but I'm he's talking popular. about people who are. Well, number 2 in uh, New Hampshire.
1: What was Can't he? in scoff Iowa, at
3: Iowa, he was number 3 cuz Rick Santorum for Santorum. Fucking... That's well that's frightening. Santorum and and was how frightening. is Iowa representative of any population in the US, you know? People
1: shit on Iowa, but I think it's in all right place.
3: Yeah, uh they they, they were probably would vote for Rick Santorum as president.
1: <laughs> well, but at the same time, Iowa was one of the first states to um Approve, you know, statewide gay marriage, which, and they, have, and, which I guess, is, and they have like the best the best creative writing English master, you know, gra- postgraduate program is at the University of Iowa, so which makes me think like, there's a Republican
3: minority that would vote for Rick Santorum that probably hates the I'm Democratic sure that, yeah. majority. But let's see. Sounds like Scott Bible Scott from beers. Iowa is a Republican and he's a Ron Paul Republican, of course.
0: The turnout was different, but. Anyways, uh, the uh, girls that were over at the party, they were strippers. They work at a place that I go for lunch. Um, they, uh, they weren't.
3: <laughs> and Ron Paul would have made their careers legal. <laughs> I love this. St- so what he's saying is he goes to lunch at a strip club. <laughs> well, no, I think I think he's saying that they weren't strippers. Because he say they weren't oh. strippers, and they're oh, actually girls he they that, he, that he that are like, at yeah, right, the Applebee's. You know, it sounds like he picked them up from the Applebee's. Let's see. Okay, sure. I'm being paid for that night, but
0: they're friends, you know. They live together and stuff, so I, you know, I suppose they do that all the time. Um, On the suppository thing, yeah, it didn't work. Um, I did it, and uh, I really did do it on the show. That was real. Um, But here's the problem, though. Within an hour, nothing, okay? So then, like... Oh, I don't know. Then he went to
1: the caucus. <laughs> seven hours
0: later, I was super <laughs> cramped up. And I had the shit, but like, I was so, like, I don't know, like my butthole clenched up and wouldn't unlock. It was just, it was almost pain. And it went on for probably half an hour. And then after that, back to normal. So I don't think these things work for everybody. But anyways, thank you guys so much for the show. It, it's amazing. It's it gives me such a good laugh, and, uh, you know, keep going, you guys. Thanks.
3: You know, Scott, Scott in Iowa is one of my favorite callers. The guy you know, Scott an interesting I, life. I I actually want to
1: go to Iowa. I don't want him to come here. Well, if he wants to come here and hang out, I'd probably hang out with him. But I want to go to Iowa and hang out with Scott and do his life. We'll go to the fucking Applebee's and, just and we'll pick up some hey, crazy. Uh, this guy's a podcast. He's like on, does a podcast that I like that I like, and just come back to my place. And we're gonna, you know, you do stuff all the time when you make out and get naked. And I'm gonna fucking shove some pick suppository up some, some
3: Applebee's sluts. It's yeah, I mean, they, I mean, this guy leads an interesting life.
1: That would you know? be, and then
3: go hit the caucus like all high on suppositories. I'm not gonna do a story <laughs> with Scott,
1: but. I'll, I'll, I'll hang around him when he does, and I'll be like, Are you feeling
3: it yet? Dude, you could just say that. Sing would be, that, that would bring be a song? great vacation. The waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Whoa.
3: Well, thank you for calling in, Scott, from Iowa. You definitely answered some questions that we had on our mind that we were wondering about. Uh, people can call 611 206 666 3846.
1: See you have some emails.
3: Yeah, whack. we've got a couple emails here to the sick and wrong podcast com address. Uh, the, the first one came in from a guy named Jake from Manchester, England. He calls this the chair up vagina story. <laughs> There's a lot of genitalia in this episode 312 here of Sick and Wrong.
1: Have you it, listened to the sh- other episodes of the show? It's we, mostly about genitalia and shit. Yeah,
3: I guess we are rather juvenile. <laughs> it's still funny, though. God. It is. Um... He writes. My younger brother came home from college the other day and told me this story, and I thought of you two. Also, told him to give you guys a listen. So, there's a girl in his in his college. He's seventeen, so I'm assuming she must be around seventeen or eighteen. She has a That's boyfriend. Pretty young, right for college? Yeah, we were like I think I was seventeen when I went to college.
1: I'm Pretty sure I was eighteen because I was buying cigarettes illegally when the age was
3: eighteen back then. Maybe I t- okay. Yeah, I turned eighteen. I wasn't nineteen mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And so, anyway, uh, he said she's around 17 or 18. Maybe these are, um, I don't know, like accelerated students. Uh, she <laughs> has a boyfriend who's older and obviously isn't around uh, her college group. So in the middle of a class, everyone starts getting text messages. And they're all checking their phones and coughing slag and her name. So they're doing <laughs> one of those like <clears throat> slag and yeah. her name. And just generally ripping on this girl. Apparently she sent a bunch of picture messages of herself naked in college with a leg of one of the chairs in the class, deep in her vaginal passage, and other poses around the classroom, none of which were actually sent to her boyfriend. My brother then gets the message as obviously one of the guys has started to spread these texts through the class, and she burst into tears, ran out of the class, with no explanation to the teacher. I thought it was hilarious. You guys might enjoy it. Definitely unhygienic, if anything. Love the show. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong.
1: Did he send the photos with the, with the
3: email? No, he did not send the. There's a couple of things going on here in this story. So, <laughs> to, okay. She had taken these pictures thinking they were, she was sexy. They're probably intended for her boyfriend. Right. So, her boyfriend, again, did she, she must have accidentally sent them to another person. Right. Yes, this
1: is, this is the, the perils of having sort of email groups and sort of, you know, you mistype, like, oh, I'm supposed to send this to my boyfriend, but I have this sort of email group set up on my phone and my email system. And it system automatically and actually pops goes, up, yeah. Yeah. I'm not and, a big fan of that email group thing. Even, even the reply all button. I mean, she has pause. no
3: idea who's on this group. I mean, her, her grandmother, her nanny, her nana could have been yeah. on, this, uh, on this, this email group. I th- it's very okay. dangerous territory. When, when you have naked pictures, you shouldn't even have naked pictures of yourself with a chair up your pussy on your phone. You never know. <laughs> no, no, what's the problem?
1: The nudity, the chair up the pussy, or the phone? What's the problem with it? I'm just
3: saying it's the phone is just, it, the phone, it's, it's so easy to lose a phone. You never know. You might go the Are bathroom. you saying
1: nobody should have any naked pics on their phone?
3: I'm saying you should you shouldn't should carry them around with you on your phone at all times you should take them
1: message them and then delete them i'm pro sexting that's all i'm saying
3: i, I don't think sexting is a bad thing i'm just saying you should delete no. and maybe store them elsewhere where they're out of reach of the public and definitely don't send them out to a group i don't even i don't right. even like groups in my phone
1: because even even without the danger of a, a accidental group email sending how many times does some person usually it's a girl picked up your phone and said oh, is this a picture of your puppy? It's so cute. And then they immediately start flipping through all your other photographs. And you're like, whoa, 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 that's my fucking phone. There's a lot of pictures, sensitive photographs on that thing. Like, don't yeah, start it's flipping like my... around
3: willy-nilly. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying you're playing with fire when you uh, store naked pictures of yourself on your phone. Uh, thanks for the, uh, the story there, Jake from Manchester. People, you can email the show at Podcast at hotmail.com. So, Wacker, I was on the uh, Sick and Wrong forum the other day, and I saw a thread that I just hadn't noticed. It's been up there for a little while. It's called Touching 1,000 Girls' Boobs in Public. Have you seen that?
1: I saw the thread, but I didn't click into it.
3: It's pretty incredible. Um, go, go, check it out, people. See, if you're on the forum, you could see this. But if you're not a member of the forum, then, uh, well, I guess you still can. But
1: Is it just somebody's fantasy, or is there some substance behind it?
3: so this guy Tyler Montana uh, posted this it's uh, a it's a video of some dude in Russia that basically just went around and touched 1000 girls breasts in public and he's just walking up to he's wearing like a tracksuit like Ali G style and just goes up and just like totally feels up just these random hot Russian chicks and then they
1: start screaming and he runs away?
3: no they laugh and they're kind of like oh my god you're crazy and Russian like, I don't know how to say that oh fuck I have to go to Russia It's incredible, and so uh, someone else said, uh, "If you read the blurb under the video, it says that the dude got permission from the thousand girls and got about seven thousand rejections along the way." (laughs) But there were like a thousand chicks that were just like, "Yeah, that's really cool. You can feel my tits," and these girls are hot. I mean, it's—I was in awe. Like I watched this video, and I—I just—and the guy just looks like such like this, you know, Russian Eastern European douchebag. But that's what they
1: like over there—is that look, though. I think you do well. bald?
3: Shaved I, head? Well, I think you should adopt the just tracksuit look, just kind of wear, wear it around.
1: I have a hoodie on. Have you noticed most of my new hoodie look that I'm always wearing the hoodie? If this is a new
3: hoodie. I have the other ones that are like sort of falling apart. It's kind of Eminem-like, I guess. I mean, it's, yeah. it kind of gives you an edge. Except I'm fucking 36. <laughs> well, go, go walk Almost around Alameda and see how many girls you can fill up on film.
1: Some senior citizen women, golden <laughs> girls. <laughs> I
3: see me. There's not a lot of women
1: roaming well, be- around my town right now.
3: Well, people, it's pretty amazing. Just go to the Sickerong Forum. You can get to it right off our main page, com, and go watch Touching 1,000 Girls' Boobs in Public. Um, Thank you, everybody, out there for subscribing to the show on iTunes, leaving us comments, leaving us ratings. We appreciate that. Uh, this guy, Rad, commented the other day. He said, The only podcast worth listening to download all 5,000 episodes at once. <laughs> I can't tell Hyperbole, if he's like, that's uh, what we like. You know, being tongue-in-cheek, as like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, there, there are a lot of episodes of Sick and Wrong up there. You don't know what I've levels. noticed a lot of
1: podcasts do? I've noticed it before, but now I'm thinking it's like a thing. Is you, You've got to do the live venue, get on the stage, and do a live version of the of the craft.
3: Well, I think more successful podcasts tend to do that, like the ones that with like a comedian attached to it.
1: But that dude just said we're the best. We're the only one worth listening to. How could there be a more successful one than us if we're the only podcast that's worth listening to?
3: I agree. You know, maybe maybe a sick and wrong tour.
1: I'm thinking maybe like we start out at like a VFW hall.
3: (laughs) I I think that would work. I don't know if we could pack a VFW hall. Maybe we should (laughs) go for something smaller.
1: Like a very small town battle of the bands. Like, we won't even play music, but we'll we'll just get up there and start talking
3: about shit and vaginas and double cocks. I was just thinking like a public bathroom at like a courthouse or something. It's a small area and a captive audience.
1: The people who are on jury duty will come in there. They'll like the, you know. And they're 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 urinating,
3: so they got to listen to at least 30 seconds of us babbling. Yeah,
1: captive audience, you're right.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking... uh, Especially anyone who goes in there and does number two. That's a good three minutes of listening. I don't want to get my toe tapped, though. It's true. We've got to be wary of that. People, go to uh, subscribe to the show. Search for, search for iTunes for sick and wrong. Subscribe. Give us a rating. You actually do really help us out. Um, also, uh, I've, I've been meaning to send out, I got like, I don't know, there must be like 15 t shirts I got to send out. I've totally flaked on going to the post office today. And I apologize for that, people. It's going to be a little late. But on Monday, I'm going to go mail all 15 Sick and Wrong Quad And if you uh, want to order one, order one right now. So then you'll get one on Monday. But we have plenty of extra larges, plenty of larges, mediums, and smalls. And uh, they're, they're quite fashionable, actually. Mm-hmm. I bet you if you're wearing a Sick and Wrong Quad and just went up to a random girl in public and said, Hey, I want to touch your boobs, she'd probably be all right. It's just because you're wearing a cool oh, shirt.
1: that's cool. Yeah. That's cool.
3: So the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week is uh, one of my picks, and uh, the reason it's one of my picks is because I think it's the most ridiculous song I've heard in a long time. It's called Tim Tebow's Fire. So for our foreign listeners, I don't know if you saw that the there's a thread about Sick and Wrong Super Bowl picks on the forum. That's an interesting thread. It's an interesting thread, too, because it's almost all English people that actually commented on it, and they're just like, we don't give a fuck about football. I don't even know what teams are playing.
1: But what's interesting, what's more interesting than that, is there are some English people who said, "Yes, we are interested in football. Of course, it's like the most watched sport on television in the world." Well, I maybe, did. Maybe I did read more... that.
3: I, I was no. I, I think more people watch uh, soccer. But, I, but he was. But saying what about that...
1: the Super Bowl? I guess is my point. I think that's the most watched sporting event. In the world, he was saying that they, there's
3: areas in London like pubs you can watch American football on. It's kind yeah, of yeah. Why
1: wouldn't they like it? It's great. People fucking shit on it from other countries, but football is fucking fun to
3: watch. Hell yeah! I mean, you just watch grown men beat the shit out of each other, basically. Uh, running anyway. each other full speed, and then you know try and break each other's legs, arms, faces. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely violent. It's an, an amazing yeah. sport. So Tim Tebow is the quarterback for Denver. And I'm I'm amazed that the Denver Broncos are even in the playoffs anymore. I, I can't him, even I believe guess, they right? made it to the playoffs. But Tim Tebow is that, like, uber-Christian quarterback who came from, like, I think the one of the Florida universities. And he, like, gets down and does, like, the Jesus God salute or something after he scores a touchdown. And it's I don't know how prayer, he did but it, okay. but last week, um, it slips into my mind who they were playing. The Steelers. They were playing the Steelers, yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that for some reason, that he won. I don't know. And he was saying that it was like because of the Bible verse John 3.16 that it affected his game. So anyway.
1: <laughs> Didn't he throw for 316 yards? 316
3: something? yards. They're trying to make oh, all these God. like correlations to it. And it's just like, uh, it, just, it just made me bat. So, so upset because I was watching that game. And I was just like, come on, crush the God Boy. I want to see the God Boy just crushed. I want, that, I want his career over. But if, no, you're he,
1: gonna attri- if you're going to attribute your wins to Jesus, then you need, your attrib- you need to attribute your losses to Jesus hating you.
3: Yeah, exactly. But, but it, yeah, I think he says, okay, I sinned too much this week, and that's why I lost.
1: Have you seen his girlfriend?
3: No, that's super hot.
1: Oh my god, I'd be sitting up and down, left <laughs> and right. I'd never win any games, which I don't. So it- I don't even have that girlfriend.
3: A Denver-based musician by the name of John Parr, who actually recorded the 1985 number one hit song "St. Elmo's Fire."
1: I think he got nominated or won an Emmy or an Oscar, even for like best musical rock song. And
3: it was in that the movie "St. Elmo's Fire" with Judd right. Nelson. Remember, "St. Elmo's Fire" it was a very popular song. Well, the same guy, John Parr, re-recorded it, but this time he called it "Tim Tebow's Fire." And he says, I was inspired by Tim Tebow, so I wanted to modify the lyrics in the honor in his honor of the way that he lives his life as being a great example. And he performed the revised song uh, on ESPN. So we're gonna end the show with this just ridiculous song, Tim Tebow's Fire, which sounds exactly like St. Elmo's Fire, except he changes like a couple things. Same guy. If you listen closely, you'll you'll hear the football references. But uh yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping uh, Tim Debo ends up, um, I don't know, I, I, I kind of hope God frowns upon him this weekend against uh, New <laughs> England, which I predict happening. In fact, I have about $50 on that happening. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe Jesus will be so upset that I'm gambling against Tim Tebow that he's going to give him you know, some miracle so that he ends up winning the game.
1: You're not under G- Jesus' jurisdiction.
3: That's true. We killed that motherfucker. Moses. Oh yeah, if Moses found out, don't don't say anything to Moses, all right? I, I won't. People will be back next week with episode 313. Till then, take it easy. like you go to a, if you go to home depot and you're like i want this kind of plant it's like they're all like that kind of cactus genus or whatever I forgot what they're called anyway she has a bunch in this like fancy succulents pot, succulents she has a whole thing of succulents and uh i was just like pissing all over them and i had to like kind of stand on my tippy toes so my you know to get the stream over the ledge because it's kind of a high ledge and she she i woke her up and she was like what are you doing i was like i'm watering the fucking plants what does it look like i'm doing <laughs> and then she was like uh okay and then i was like fuck and i walked to the kitchen got some paper towel and like cleaned up the ledge and then went back to bed <laughs> i do not recall that i almost think she made it up because i don't remember doing that
1: next time you should just poo <laughs> what does it look like <laughs> i'm doing i'm soiling, soiling the, the plants
3: garbage. fertilizer baby